that was Matthew Fox. Um, boy, he is uh, an amazing background. He's written 35 books. Uh, he's been around. He's, he's in his early 80s and uh, has had an amazing career uh, as a priest and now as a priest in the Anglican Church. Where No, not the Anglican, the Episcopal Church. He started out as a Catholic and, you know, to be asked to leave the Catholic Church because he believes uh, people uh, 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 aren't born with sin uh, is, uh, you know, is, I'm is, sure is something. <laughs> probably <laughs> considers it a badge of honor. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's quite a guy. And, you know, it was interesting uh, he that he, he studied in Paris. I had read that, that uh, Thomas Merton was the one that recommended that he go there. And he really, I mean, he's a theologian, he's a practitioner, he's a practitioner, you know, he's obviously involved with people teaching, and uh, <clears throat> he's thought through these things very deeply, and that he's taken scripture and, and applied it very clearly to what's going on in the world today with climate change and all. So he's a very, for, for a man uh, uh, that was born in uh, the, uh, I think, 1940. He's very contemporary in terms of what everything that's going on now. High energy too. Very high energy and very bright. And alert. You think of how brave it must have been to take a, a, a stance so fundamentally different from... You know, to, to be a priest in the Catholic Church and have... Yeah, the and then to take a stand. Major and to, to stick, stick with it. And he didn't get... And I'm sure there were a lot of uh, other priests and nuns and clergy that uh, believed in him and believed what was happening was wrong, but because their whole life is invested in it, uh, were afraid to yeah. say anything. Because when you're tossed out as, from being a priest, where do you go? You're going to get a job, and it's not like you're a professor and you get a job somewhere else. <laughs> you're, you're you're very tied to this organization. Kind of like Republican politicians who uh, talk privately about. Uh, the 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 condition of their party and Trump and won't say anything publicly. Right. Yeah, I, I guess it I guess it happens all over, even in corporations. But he, oh, I'm he, sure. And and uh, very articulate. I I, I wonder uh, <clears throat> the well, we didn't discuss it with him. I'd be a question I'd like to ask uh, more about the, the Episcopal Church and how they are with them, and they probably are uh, much well, less tied <laughs> to dogma and, and really. Uh, don't care what he says or thinks as long as it's somewhat in line with their oh, teaching. They've always you know, been more liberal. Yeah. Well, one thing that he brought out that was very interesting to me, I, I spoke to a, a fellow I know who is on the board of uh, Greenpeace. And so a very active environmentalist. And I asked him once about the, you know, the teaching, the biblical teaching that may be a misinterpretation about how the earth is here to serve and animals are here to serve man. And uh, just that teaching how uh, that has uh, led some people to think, you know what, we can just absolutely destroy everything as long as it's in service to us and how wrong that is. And, and uh, Matthew Fox uh, addressed that directly and, yeah. and gave uh, you know, a, a, his strong feelings about it. And he's not the only one. Remember, we had uh, Margaret Bullock Jonas on. Right. She, she's also an Episcopal priest who is extremely active in the climate change and environmental movement. So there's obviously uh, that kind of progressive mm -hmm. element 
in the Episcopal, but and it's also not as hierarchical. It's right. not as centralized authority as the Catholic Church. So there's latitude, and I'm sure, given that uh, Matthew Fox lives in the Bay Area, um, the the Episcopal you know authorities there are probably very liberal. Right. So yeah. But yeah. the the other thing, you know, I didn't realize uh, about, you know, I remember reading about creation spirituality a long time ago when it first became uh, well known, uh, and hearing about him, he's he's really beloved by so many people. You know, probably you know a quarter or a third of the people who we've had on the show uh, know him or know of him and hold him in high regard. Um, and because I could tell by the endorsements of his books that a right. lot of them have been on our show, yeah. many others, yeah. Mirabai, Star, and others, mm -hmm. and um, and there's good reason for it. Like Thomas Keating, he he mm -hmm. is very uh, ecumenical. Look, you saw him, you know, in answer to one of our questions, he's talking about the chakras, and right. you know, and talking about Thich Nhat Hanh. So he's obviously drawn from and learned from all the world's mystical traditions, just as Thomas Merton did. And, you know, people like that. And so he's, he's in very good company and he's been a leader for decades. In yeah, no, I mean, growing up Catholic, I was exposed to different uh, denominations of priests and nuns in different parts of the clergy. And, all. and then on the one hand, there were people like, uh, Thomas Keating, uh, you know, uh, many of the uh, Trappist monks, uh, the, the mystics of the church that are open to other teachings and meditation and, and Buddhism and Hinduism and all. Then there are the more secular priests, the certain orders of priests that are very closed down. And, and it's just uh, our way yeah. or the highway and nothing that comes from anywhere. But, you know, and it's and, and I believe the pope that he had the conflict with uh, a couple of popes back. Uh, was considered very, very conservative. The current Pope can be considered uh, more progressive, but maybe his hands are tied. He can't because I think they should come come back and free, and 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 invite him back to the church. Now he might say, um, "I'm happy where I am. I have no interest in coming back." But they should apologize for what happened. It seems like you know well, what, they, what they, they did. I mean, they, 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 to really, really push him on that, you know, it seemed, uh, uh, you know, on the issue of original sin. And like he said, and and, and I, I, I'm. I'm not a theologian. I, I don't know. Uh, I can't uh, confirm what he said, but I'm sure he, what he said is accurate. Is that nothing in scripture where it's uh, in, in the New Testament anywhere. It's anything. Yeah. Meant, From uh, what I know, original sin was um, invented later. So it wasn't so original, was it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, I think St. Augustine or something, yeah. if I understand. But, you know, it took the Catholic Church you know, it was only in recent years that they apologized to Galileo. So, you know, it <laughs> might be a while before they uh, come around to that. You know what it made me think of, this business of moving from original sin to what he calls, you know, creation spirituality or original blessing. And um, it reminds me of the difference between the Buddhist and Hindu, well, all the Indic religions, you know, those traditions see the essential nature of the self as divine. Right. And 
you know, of ananda, of bliss and infinite consciousness. And in the West, we have a, a you know, a, a different under, sense of what the uh, core self is. And in some circles uh, in religion, it's depraved and sinful by its own nature, fallen, fallen from grace. And that I found in my research and in, in interviewing people, uh, Christians come of age and they say, that doesn't feel right. Why, you know, the, right. and, and they struggle with it. Oh, right. We're all depraved. We're all sinners and all that, that sort of thing. And if you think of, you know, in a different sense of the word, like he said, the original uh, meaning of, of the original term that was translated as sin had to do with being off the mark, you know, missing right. the bullseye. Right. Right, and right. In that sense, often, yeah, we're all off the mark. Right, we're here right. to, you know. Right, but, and, and also he, he the, the the distinction between a uh, a a a sin of the flesh and a sin of the spirit. I I, I never heard that before. It was fascinating, mm -hmm. and also uh, the differentiation between sin and 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 uh, between between sin and evil. You know, and and I think I I don't know if I mentioned this off the air to you. But I'll mention it again. Like growing up Catholic, you know, when they're teaching you about right and wrong, you know, you're, you're 12 years old and they give you a list. These, these are the list of sins. These are the venial sins. They're bad, but not that bad. And these are the mortal sins. These are like really bad. And you, you see this list and some of it is like ridiculous. You know, I, I was impolite or, you know, it's like you don't get through any day without doing several of them. So then I think a lot of kids thought, you know what, I can't keep up with this. I'll just do what I want, you know. So, uh, but that that di making differentiation between sin and and evil was was very important when he talks about greed and and it's just uh, he's a very deep thinker and he's really reflected on this. Uh, I mean, the guy's written thirty five books, so he's really thought very deeply on it. Love to have him back on again. I, yeah. I'd, I'd like to have talk yeah. about thoughts on the afterlife and all of that because that's also a big part of Catholicism and Christianity and how it relates to everything else he's been thinking. You're going to hell, Dennis, for speaking and out had, that uh, way. You know, so it's like, you know, it's, uh, but it, yeah, anyway, so his thoughts on it would be very interesting. So uh, another great one. Great job. So that's the second time he's been on. Oh, and we, um, we I think. Say in our introduction, but say it now, please subscribe. If you're listening, yes, watch. Subscribe. It doesn't cost anything. Good, good. We'd like to. And then. You won't miss anything. You'll know. Yes. We'll be there. We'll call you. I mean, we'll uh, tell you, uh, write you, yeah, email you to let you know what's coming on. But we have some great ones coming up. And uh, it is now February uh, 2022. And uh, so lots more uh, headed your way. And yeah, we've, we've recorded a number of really great interviews uh, that will be being posted you know, into April and May. Right. And uh, those of you listening in 2023 or 2024, this is where it all, this is where the, it all started. <laughs> it, it, but, but also if you've contributed to help keep us on the air, we're not a nonprofit. It's not a donation, but, and we got a nice contribution from uh, 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 another podcast. Right. So it's uh, very, you know, so people have been very good. And we want to keep the show uh, free and open to the public and uh, as well. And as please, family. you know what? We'd love to hear from you. Send yes. us an email. Tell us what you like. 
Tell us what you think of the show. Tell us if you have any feedback for us or any suggestions. suggestions. Keep those cards and letters, letters coming. Rolling in. This All is right. It. All right. Till next time. Take care.